Revelation chapter 6, verse 9 to 11. Okay. All right, New Kings James. When he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. Okay, so we have been on a journey on the courts of heaven as a group. So it's a lot about God giving us justice, God being the righteous judge. And we've gone through several scriptures that clearly show us that there is a court in heaven that we can go before the righteous judge and plead our cases. So in this instance, we've done a lot on Job, done a lot in the book of Zechariah. We have done a lot in the book of Luke. And it's been an ongoing process for all of us. So today I wanted us to begin to see that spirit beings that are in heaven are literally asking for justice too. <laughs> mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes, for you guys that invited people, please give them the courts of heaven teaching so that it doesn't seem like out of the blue. You know, they kind of get where we're going. So we're bringing out the importance of justice in the kingdom of God because we're people of the kingdom. We belong to God's kingdom and he has called us to justice and righteousness. Scripture says that his throne is built on justice and righteousness. So today we're looking at heaven. The fifth seal was opened and under the altar, number one, I was like, whoo, how huge is this altar that there will be souls. You know, we always think of souls like flashes of light. No, these are like huge beings. These are spirit beings. The thing is for everyone who belongs to the Lord, who has accepted Jesus, when they leave the earth, their soul and their spirit is together. So it's a wholesome spirit and soul together. Because all spirits belong to the Father and they return to the Father. But for those who do not accept Jesus, because all spirits belong to the Father and the Father is the Father of all spirits and all spirits go back to Him. There's a separation between the soul and the spirit. The soul will go to hell and the spirit goes back to the father. One of the many reasons why hell is a place nobody really wants to go is the separation between spirit and soul is a very, very painful thing. So that's why this ones in particular have their soul and spirit still attached together. And so in this place, the saints, they are already in the presence of God. If you read the two chapters before that, you will see this majesty, this God sitting on the throne. You'll be like, oh my God, I can just come here and have a great time with daddy and just enjoy my life forever and ever. Never see my enemies again. Never suffer again. Never have to fight for anything in this life again. Never have to cry out for healing anymore. Never have to go to the doctor. No more doctor appointments again. But of all things, these people are still asking for justice. So you're in the midst of all that glorious majesty. Why is there a need for you to ask for justice if you are in heaven? If the spirits of righteous men who have gone before us are in heaven asking for justice, how much more are we? Yeah, I want us to ponder on that. You've gone on to heaven. You're enjoying everything there is in that kingdom. It's totally different. You don't have to deal with the regular things anymore. It's a whole new world, right? 
a new fantastic point of view. And so why the need? <laughs> why are we still bothered about those who killed us? Why do we still mm. want justice mm. on those people when we are living the life? We take time to ponder on these teachings because this is the kingdom we belong to and this is what it's all about. We have to have our minds renewed so that we can come into alignment with the one whose image we are made in. Begin to think like that kingdom. We begin to have the culture of that kingdom. We begin to operate in the nature of that kingdom so that we're not so carried away by the things in this realm, by the day-to-day -day operations within the earth realm that we forget that we are actually of that kingdom. So today we're beginning to see beings that are actually present in that kingdom today. What is going on with them? What are they seeking for? And how is the father responding to them? Next verse, please. Verse 10. And they cried with a loud voice saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? Wow. How long? They still don't get it. Yeah, like, I'm amazed at the impatience in heaven. Like, I'm in heaven now. And I'm like, Lord, why is this taking so long? How many of us here right now are seeking for things and we feel they've taken so long? Guess what? <laughs> There's beings in heaven that are asking the Lord, how long, Father? How long will you bring justice? Just the intensity and the, the persistence in seeking for justice. And we'll find that even the woman in Luke 18, the widow who went to the judge to plead her case, she would not give up. Because she was seeking for justice. So as long as your justice hasn't been given you, you can't sit back and stop because even beings that are already enjoying the pleasures of the kingdom are asking, how long, Lord? Wow. So if anybody tells you that a search for justice and a desire to want justice is futile or it doesn't make sense, they are lying to you. There's voices presently mm -hmm. crying out for justice in heaven. And God's throne is built on righteousness and justice. And we've said over and over in these teachings that there's no balance. If God is not just, if the justice side of God is not upheld, then it's going to be a, a kingdom that topples. It's going to be wobbly. It's going to be skewed. But if God's justice and righteousness are upheld, then his throne is established in that way. Next verse, please. Verse 11. White robe given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season until their fellow servants, also their brethren, that should be killed, and they were should be fulfilled as they were should be fulfilled. Wow, <laughs> I'm just gonna throw out a question to the group. You guys were at the conference, mm -hmm. this is the second time you're hearing about somebody being given white robes. In a search for justice. Where is that? Give me the scripture for it. Read it. Uh, you don't do that. <laughs> oh my God. I think she was going to do that. <laughs> All right, ladies, let's go find this scripture. Was it Joshua? Was it a chick priest? Yes. Yeah. Give me the scripture. Your great matter. That's awesome. Oh, goodness. <laughs> 
So it was. Uh, so just go to Zachariah 3. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Zachariah 3. Thank you, girl. Yeah. <laughs> Put us out of our misery. <laughs> Zechariah 3. Yes. Start with verse 3. Just Joshua's clothing was filthy as he stood there before the angel. So the angel said to the others standing there, take off his filthy clothes and turn, turning to Joshua, he said, see, I have taken away your sins and now I am giving you these fine new clothes. Yeah. So that's the point I want to drive at. I want you to be so accustomed to the nature of heaven and how God implements this justice on his people. So when you come before the Lord seeking justice, he pays attention. In the case of Joshua, Joshua was before the Lord and he had filthy garments. And the Lord did command that the filthy garments be removed from him and clean garments, white garments, pure garments be placed on him. And we see in this case in heaven, God is clothing these people. It's like when you come before the Lord seeking justice, he gives you clean clothes. Mm, mm. God does not ignore your pain even when you're dead. It's the same thing mm. that goes on in the courts of heaven. So not only is God wiping away your pain, cleaning your tears, giving you the assurance of justice, he is clothing you. He is giving you something. So you are taking away purity you're taking away healing and scripture says that our righteousness are as filthy rats he said even though our sins be as red as crimson he will make them as white as snow so when we come Amen. to the courts of heaven and we begin to repent and present our petitions before god and demand justice we stuff gets added to us heavenly stuff gets added to our lives whether we see it or not Amen. Our spirit beings are there before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And we are crying out and saying, God, grant us justice. So we've seen a comparison just like the souls who were slain underneath the heavenly altar. Joshua too was clothed with new clean garments like they were, even though Joshua was not dead. Joshua was alive. He was a man like you and I if you read the entire Zechariah 3, you will see that he was the high priest of Israel and he was a regular guy like you and I, yet he had access to God. He could go into the spirit realm and stand before the Lord and answer for every accusation. And just because he was before the Lord, the Lord rebukes the accuser on his behalf. And so the assurance the Lord is giving to you today is, don't shove that issue under the rock, that pain, that injustice that has been done to you. Don't shove it under the rug. You have a right to stand in the courts of heaven and present that case before God and begin to demand for justice. Hmm. If souls that are gone are always crying out for justice from God, how much more you? I am so excited about my book. Spirit, spirit, spirit. God is amazing. I can go on and on and think about what the Lord has done so far. But, you know, I just wanted to get on here and thank you so much for all the, <laughs> the support. And thank you for all the feedback.
thought of beginning. Thank you for purchasing this book and buying for loved ones. Some of you bought like seven copies. Some of you bought like five copies. I am so delighted. God wants us to not only stay on the outskirts and say, hey, come, come here, come here. He wants us in his kingdom realm with him. He wants to show us heaven. When Jesus Christ tore the veil, when he died and he took us into heaven, he seated us in heavenly places with God. So right now we are in that seated position. <laughs> it is just an endless life of growing our spirit man. So I found out that when Adam and God were interacting in the beginning, it was all about a spiritual interaction. So he made you and I to have a spiritual interaction consistently. What stopped that? What took us away from that? This is all and so much more you will encounter in Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. So I want you right now, I want to encourage you. Go for it. Go grab your copy. Please grab your copy. Tell me about it. Tell me what the Lord is already doing in your life. Tell me what the Lord is doing in the life of the loved one you will also buy the copy for. I encourage you to give the gift of the Spirit.